do you do, fellow teens? You're listening to My Life as a Podcast Robot, where we're going through all of Nickelodeon's My Life as a Teenage Robot, but in reverse order. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey Two. Uh, I'm your other host, Nero. Is this... Where do you, you do this one usually, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I, I remember now. I definitely remember doing this you? now. You okay, Nero? I'm fine. I'm All good. Right. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, All right, let's let's just get into it. I, I don't. Yep. As per usual, we watched uh, two episodes of My Life as a Teenage Robot this week. Um, season two, episode seven, and episode six, uh, which really is, as we all know, four segments because it's two segments per episode. The first segment we're going to talk about is Kilgore. Rever- reverse order, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, that's what we do. We do that. Yeah, yeah, Literally yeah. every week, Nero. Yeah, Kilgore. I don't know. I don't know what's come over me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, Kilgore. Yeah, yeah. Start, this one, I mean, I feel like this is a pretty classic episode of the show. Uh, you know, introducing the... A, a little annoying shithead robot to deal with. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I have the least notes for this episode. I found it the least entertaining. There's... Is it a toy shop? What is it? Yeah, it's some kind of toy shop where we, we see kind of... Some, you know, some new threat and monologuing to himself for how, about how strong he is. And then it's revealed that he's just like a a wind-up toy in a toy yeah, shop he, that he is has, uh, considered a very cute. He has a tag coming off of him that says villain, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and He is convinced that he is the world's, the universe's greatest despot. Um, yeah, so the, the shop owner what? goes, good morning, Kilroy. And he goes, my name is Kilgore. Yep. Um. And then an, a gaggle of, of teens bursts in to, to, to buy him because he's just so adorable. And he escapes in the chaos. Also, his voice is very annoying. Is this Terra Strong? I have no idea. I, he sounded like um, Nectar from Adventure Time to me. Creator! Yeah. Creator! So... He goes to now. This is this is a good detail. I don't know why this exists. He goes to a cluster recruitment center in the mall. Listen, if uh, the U.S. imperialist machine can do it, I guess the the space robot imperialist machine can also do it. Space robot. Uh, sorry, I just something. Else. I don't know. Um, so yeah, he goes to the cluster. And they By they the basically way, laugh catch, him off. Did you, did you catch that Kilroy is a reference to Mr. Roboto? Yeah. Yep, to Sticks. Yeah. Um, very cute. Yeah, so he goes to the cluster and these two fucking guys basically laugh him off and say, oh yeah, well, I mean, you want to capture uh, X-Chain. You know, they, they just make fun of him a bunch. He finds a poster of Jenny on the wall and, and they say, oh, well... You can capture XJ9 that will make you our leader. <laughs> and so Kilgore accepts this bounty, thinking that uh, he will succeed. Oh, yes, obviously. I'm going to be the greatest villain of all time. Dr. Horrible over so, here. Uh huh. He's about as annoying as Dr. Horrible, yeah. to be fair. Um, Less singing, and, thank God. Uh, 
And basically the rest of this episode, uh, after after Jenny's test gets interrupted by Kilgore's antics, is a an extended slapstick sequence where Jenny desperately tries to find ways to permanently get rid of him, and yet he still returns and, and yells his catchphrase of, Surrender! Yeah, she's the only one who hates his guts. Um, everyone else just thinks he's so fucking cute. And, uh, at some point, they're, they're like, she's at a, a restaurant with, uh, with Brad, and, and she's, like, complaining to him, and he's, like, she's, like, she just shows up everywhere yelling surrender, and he literally, like, pops out of a toaster or whatever, or a napkin holder, yelling surrender, and she, like, takes him and throws him. It's very, it's a very good visual gag. Um. Yeah, there's, I like, I like the bit where she, like goes to because like she's being run ragged by this of just this little shithead ambushing at every moment yelling surrender and apparently everyone decides to throw a surprise party for her so she enters a room and hears a shrill tiny voice which belongs to tuck go sir and she just starts screaming yeah and freaking out it's pretty good yeah so anyway but um Eventually, she's like, what is it going to take for you to leave me alone? And Kilgore's like, surrender? Like, I'm going to keep chasing you until I capture you and send you off to the cluster so I can become their leader. Like, that's not going to change. There is one... There is one more bit, which is eventually Jenny gets fucking tired of it and is about to kill this this little freak. And then everyone's like, oh my god, how could you harm such an adorable creature? You must be a real fucking sicko to yeah. do that. What is, I think they literally call her a freak. <laughs> yeah, so she like runs away crying with her one big spiked boot. Yeah, this is, yeah so she, her, the line that she has right before she attempts to, to uh, oh no, this is later, sorry. Yeah, she she runs. She has created like a giant uh, spike boot, which is like literally carving up the pavement as she runs away. Um, and then, uh, yeah, later when she finally confronts Kilgore, she she realizes, like he he pops up in the middle of the night. And she's like, "Can you leave me alone, please? It's like two in the morning. There's no one even around." And then she's like, "There's no one even around." No one will know you're dead. I could just kill you now. And he's just like so pathetic that she's like, all right, I can't do this. <laughs> Asimov's law of robotics is kicking me in the ass here a bit. Uh, and and then she's like, what do I need to do? And he's like, surrender. And she's like, yeah, okay, we can work something out. Yeah. So the next morning... She's there at school, and a gigantic crowd of Kilgore fans is assembled outside of the uh, outside of the of the school. And Jenny's like, "How many people did you call?" Enough to um, see my ascent to leader of the cluster. Yeah, and then uh, Brad, Tuck, and Sheldon show up in terrible robot out there. They're just like wearing collars on their heads and talking in robot voices. I mean, the cluster's not really robots. I mean, they kind of are, but they're bugs. They're like bug robots, yeah. um, like advanced space robots, advanced. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, 
Jenny's like, oh no, don't surrender me over to them. And they're like, yes, surrender her over to us. And they're about to make the transaction when the actual cluster shows up. And Kilgore's like, you fucking fools. You thought I wouldn't call the cluster just to make sure? What, what are you taking he me said, for? Yeah, he says, I may be small, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. Um, and they basically, you know, obviously they once again say, all right, hand her over. Um, we were just kidding about the leader thing. You're still shitty and small. Oh, by the way, they're both voiced by Dan Castaneda. Really? Yes. That's pretty good. They they both have very funny voices. I love the it's like a it's like a red bug and a green bug. The green bug only has one line in this episode, but it's fucking Yeah, hilarious. did you notice that the green um, one sounds like Homer? It's cuz it's Dan Castle and bit, Yeah. So, they they base uh it's great. They just like tear the watch spring out of Kilgore's back, the wi- to, you know, shutting the him down. Key. Yeah, the wind-up key. And important then, for and this then, next line. Yeah, Jenny goes, no! Wait, why didn't I think of that? Well, yes, that. But then, um, and they're like, anyway, we're gonna grab you now. And they, you know, pick Jenny up and are walking back to their ship. When um, all these kids, like, jump out. Of, all the kids who were, like, Kilgore's fans jump out of the, <laughs> the bushes. And they're all holding wind-up keys. And the <laughs> cluster uh, goons go... Kids with wind-up keys. Yep, and uh, the, the green. This is my favorite bit of this episode where the, the green one goes on it and just starts shooting yes! kids yes! with a gigantic bazooka. It's so good! Oh, I forgot how good the show is. On it. Well, what do you mean you forgot? We've been doing this podcast for so long. I mean, since last week, haven't we? Y- I yeah. don't watch between episodes. I guess, yeah, me neither. I, I've been keeping up, obviously, every yep. week. Anyway, um, yeah, they, they, they managed to kind of defeat, they, 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 uh, Kilgore, so Jenny is, like, restrained with fucking electro cuffs that Kilgore has the remote to, so they, they wind Kilgore back up, he releases Jenny, and she beats the ever-loving shit out of these cluster guys. And today is uh, saying you know, thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. He, yep, and then Kilgore decides he can destroy humanity on his own. Huh? There's also something in there about Jenny telling him, like, why don't you want to? Why do you want to try to impress these guys who think you're lame and stupid and you could hang out with your adoring public? That sort of thing, because you know, we gotta have a moral, I guess. And he's like, "Well, I'm I'm a villain. I'm evil." And she's like, "No, you're cute." <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Is him basically being suffocated with love. So next up is Armageddroid. Yeah, this was a fun one. Which this one's kind of crazy. Um, is this this one? How does this one start? Does this have a, a like a fun cold open? This is the one with the random danger alert. Yeah, right? this is the one with That's... the random danger alert where uh, I can't even remember what Jenny wants to do, but um... some teen related thing, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's go to the mall. It might just be going to the mall, but uh, anyway, uh, there's a random. Or this, or I remember how this starts. This, this, I I remember now. This starts with her and her mom doing a bunch. Doctor Wakeman doing a bunch of training routines to keep her strength up. But Jenny is just like 
barely paying attention and breezing through all of it. Like Because for some she's... reason, Dr. Wakeman just uses the same routine over and over again. So Jenny yeah, like... literally knows what's coming before it happens. I mean, when you're like a, a super-powered robot who can transform her body into all sorts of wep- weapons. Transform her. Um... You good, Anyway... Honey? Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Okay. I just have a weird headache. Um, so they, she basically just brushes it off like I'm, I'm the fucking strongest thing on the planet. What do I need to train for? I'm gonna go to the mall. Um, and that is when we kind of cut to a gigantic hole being blasted in the crust of the earth. And a couple, I, I is this is this fucking bald kid supposed to be Sluggo from Nancy? He looks oh, like Sluggo. I have Sluggo no idea. I also didn't pay that much I mean, the show... attention to the background characters. So, yeah, so, well, again, there is this random threat alert going off. Right. Uh, so, at the same and... time, so, you know, Dr. Wakeman, before she goes to the mall, Dr. Wakeman's like, there's stuff out there that's more powerful than you are. Um, and, like, you shouldn't just assume you'll be able to fa- face anything. Also, you can't go to the mall because there's this random threat alert. And Jenny's like, all right, well, where's the threat? And I'll take care of it. And Dr. Wiggins like, it's random, Jenny. Um, and Jenny's like, whatever, I'm going to go to the mall. It'll be fine. Um, I don't, like, care about any of this. Um, and Dr. Wakeman goes back in. There's a great line from her here, which is, uh, I labored with that child, child for nine months. Or was it ten? <laughs> yeah, get it? Because she built yeah. her. Um, uh, so yeah, she she tunes into the radio and hears chatter about some kind of gigantic robot that keeps uh, destroying all of the weapons it comes across, and she goes, uh-oh. And she goes, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Um, We're at the mall. The proximity, the and, um, danger proximity alert is going off again, and Jenny's trying to enjoy her time, but Dr. Wakeman calls her and is like, Jenny, I need to talk to you and jenny's like uh no i'm good actually and puts her like vid screen under a bag um there's another great gag here where there's like a receipt on the inside of the bag (laughs) and dr wakeman's in the middle of like saying jenny like seriously you can't like you can't fight this thing what's coming your way you cannot fight it did you spend 75 dollars on hair barrettes you don't even have hair (laughs) you have hair there's also a, a good line from Tucker. He's like, Jenny, you, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't bag people's heads. The last time I bagged someone's head, I never actually done that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jenny's complaining about how much of a fucking square her mom is and how uncool parents are. And Brad agrees. He says, he says like some shit about like, yeah, I think my dad was born old yeah. and smelling of hickory. <laughs> Which is really funny. Uh, but then the roof explodes. The roof explodes and the gigantic evil robot is here now. Uh, he's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. He's Robocop. He, he, is, he is Robocop on fucking cyber steroids. He's huge. He's angry and he will take away all of your and weapons. And he's obsessed with um, justice. Yes, he is. He loves to talk about justice. Woe upon anyone who stands in the way of my justice, he says as he fucking rolls through the mall. Whoa. Bing bong! <laughs> Fuck your life! So, 
Jenny, of course, you know, she's very cocky, like, oh, another big, stupid, dumb fucking robot for me to fight. Whatever. I'll beat him easily. Well, uh, to be fair, when she first sees him, this is not her reaction. Her reaction is, oh, shit. That's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a big guy. Oh, well, I, I'm sure I can do it easily. Then she gets uh, crunched. <laughs> she gets punched into the fucking ground by his gigantic fist. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets, uh, adds an insult under, she gets, like, run over by his treads. Because he's, like, I like his design because he really looks like those old toy robots you could buy in the 50s or whatever. Um, that, like, ran around on little electric wheels or whatever. I mean, obviously this show is so retro-flavored yeah. In, yeah, a, yeah. in a great way. So, Jenny goes to try and fight him again. Um, you know, deploying one of her countless weapons and armageddon droid goes oh you shouldn't have revealed to me that you were a weapon um because he is built to dispose of them i will say he's robocop but he's also anti-imperialist so kind of hard to say whether he's bad or good that's true i mean as we see his definition of a weapon can get pretty yeah uh, it's a little out of hand pretty out there Perhaps with some fine tuning, he could be a force for good, but instead he tried to crush a baby. <laughs> so you know, have you ever he needs a little work. Maybe the child just has bad vibes. <laughs> so he begins sort of dismantling Jenny. Basically, is the best way I can describe it. She gets taken apart uh, every many, time, many times yeah. in these episodes. She just gets fucking torn to pieces quite literally like every time she deploys a weapon he just removes it um gets real fucking beat up eventually brad and tuck have to like distract him with uh slingshots and water balloons to avoid to, to like recover her charred remains basically yeah they're like let's get back to dr wakeman and this is where we learn the truth. Yeah, so, uh, so Dr. Wakeman, like, Jenny's on the operating table, basically. And Dr. Wakeman's mm-hmm. like, you know, I've done what I can. She'll wake up when she's ready. And Brad and Tuck are talking to her. And they're like, and Dr. Wakeman's like, I feel awful about this. You know, I can't believe I wasn't there for her or whatever. And uh, Brad and Tuck are like, well, yeah, but it's not your fault. It's not as though you built this robot that, like, trashed her. And Dr. Wakeman just sort of stares at them. And they're, they're like, oh. So, Armageddroid was literally built by Dr. Wakeman as a, like, peacekeeping robot to, to sort of end all wars. But it began to spiral out of control and go berserk. And this entire story is told through these, like, old magazines that Dr. Wakeman is on, where she's, like, a basically a superhero. Um... And she eventually had to, like, trick Armageddroid into believing that humanity's last weapon was a magma bomb at the core of the Earth. And, like, forced it to, to basically melt it. They believed that it melted itself into the fucking mantle or whatever. Um, but apparently it didn't. That's a, that's, that's a strong robot right there. Yeah. Um... Um, and this is like, uh, I believe, yeah, she's telling all this suck and Brad who are like, wow, Dr. Raitman, I can't believe you're on so many magazines. And she's like, I should, you should see my, my swimsuit edition of science friction. And they both recoil in disgust. 
Uh-huh. Uh, then Jenny wakes up, finally, from her, you know... She coma, wakes up her, and goes, like, happy brief. birthday! God. Um, so, you know, she apologizes about not listening to her mom and whatnot, and they begin to hatch a plan about how to deal with Armageddroid. Um, this is where we see him almost squash a baby, uh, trying to wrest a spork away yeah, from it. Yeah, so he, you, we, we see, we see Armageddroid on his path of, uh, weapon destruction, and he comes across a picnic. I think he sees, like, the knives first. He wasn't targeting the baby at first, but he targets no, the baby, for- and the baby glares at him and waves a spork, and <laughs> Armageddroid shoots the spork and goes... Spork neutralized. Well, no, specifically he 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 like the he tries to grab it with one of his like weird metal tendrils oh, right. and try to rip it out of the baby's hand. The baby doesn't let go of it, and then we see Jenny swoop in to grab the baby just before Armageddon's gigantic fist slams down to where he was sitting, and we just hear him go, "Spork neutralized." It's great. And so Jenny fights Armageddon again, and at first it seems to be going exactly how it did last time. Where also one other thing that was interesting is that basically the XJ line was created by Doctor Wakeman as like a replacement for uh, Armageddon. Yeah, like, Great googly moogly, this went so sideways. Uh huh. And you know, so all of her shit's getting torn off. You know, every every weapon she makes. But then she's like, ah. But you see, I have one more weapon, and Armageddon like fucking tears out her her like stomach, basically, which is a big bomb. Well, um, yeah, I mean, she's she's basically she doesn't say I have one more weapon. Like she's basically out for the count, and Armageddon yeah. scans her and sees ah, this one last thing, nice. and he's like, "All right, yoink." Yeah. Throws it in his big furnace, um, and she's like, you fell for it, you dumb motherfucker. But she said, oh, that that's was the other the- thing, is that she's been calling him a villain since she yes. he showed up. And he takes very uh, significant yes. umbrage with this, because he's a defender of justice. Um, I am no villain, I am a defender of justice. Yeah, so, uh, you know... When he pops it in and he, like, drops her lifeless corpse once again to the ground, she, like, looks up with at him and goes, You villains, you're all so predictable. It whips. Yeah. And he blows the fuck up. Because it was um, a bomb. Because it was a bomb. And that was Dr. Wakeman's idea. And so we end with an extended gag about Dr. Wakeman not understanding the kids' lingo. Um, oh my god, this made me like, want to die, actually. Because Tuck keeps... The, 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 the amount they stretch of this, of like things anyone would realistically say, is insane. Like, as soon as you said, you're fat. Like, yeah, that PH, was the worst one for me. I was like, like, I, I, was like I was like, no, you're... Like, what you did was fat. I was we're like, really, not a little white boy saying fat in 2004. We're really, we're really digging into the, like... They we're really reaching here, um, and that's where we end. It's just, it's just like a solid minute and a half of of that of that exact see, joke it was like over fat, and over again. Deaf, dope, uh, dope. It's like fly. fly. He says fly at one point. Yeah, but she's like, I'm not falling one. for that. I I know my fly isn't open. Um, that's the joke we end on. I feel like you could have come up with a better one to end on. I like the dope one. That was pretty good. 
Yes. Are you calling me a dope young oh, man? Oh, I think sick uh, was one of them. Yes. Yeah, one of them I, is I think sick. that was like the first one. She's like, I may be old, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sickly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and then that's just it. Yeah. I don't know why she designed the Defender of Justice with such an evil-looking face, though. That seems like an unforced error. That's just her, her aesthetic. But Jenny looks normal. <laughs> so, I guess we should move on to episode six. Yeah. I don't know why I'm confused by that. This is the order we go in every yeah. week. Um, 6B is... Um, around the world in 80 yes. pieces. Which, interestingly enough, I want you know, obviously we have seen uh, Vexus before because we were watching it in reverse order, but and usually she's voiced by Eartha Kitt, but for this episode only and one other one where she's in disguise, she is voiced by Cree Summers filling in for her, presumably because she was busy with something. Um, I think it's great that they got Eartha Kitt for this for this role as like the main antagonist who keeps popping yeah up. i think that's fantastic and, and Cree summers is always a, a delight to hear as well oh yeah so we start this one off with um jenny like we <laughs> this was pretty good we see dr rickman like very slowly and creakily making her way through the kitchen to get her coffee while jenny zooms around doing some bullshit um and we see that she is like quickly whipping up a mud hut for like world culture presentation. Day yeah, everyone's been like assigned a specific type of house they need to create yeah. from a global culture. And she just put it off until today. Um, and it's very funny because like she gets she she just like grabs a potted plant, dumps all the soil out, sprays it with water, and does like a rapid fire pottery wheel thing splattering everything with mud and we see dr wakeman you know still decrepit and and tired looking on and saying i thought i thought we agreed that you would not destroy the house until after mommy has her coffee Yeah, don't even speak to me until i've had my coffee uh then she put <laughs> she puts the coffee on the pottery on like the table that jenny's using his pottery wheel and just like flies off pretty good um but yeah well while, while jenny is explaining this she uh dr Aitman was like don't forget though craxis is around or Krakus is around and jenny's like that fucking guy that guy that guy sucks shit he can't invent anything he's like the worst member of the cluster who cares there's no way i will ever be inconvenienced by Eating him cereal now, as let me she just says take it. this yeah uh-huh so she goes out to meet everyone else. Uh, I don't remember what everyone else's houses are. I think Sheldon has an igloo. One of them has an igloo. And one of them has, like, a Pueblo. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, I you think know, Brad has so a Pueblo. She... Yes. Um, so Krakus is, of course, right there. And he's a old, decrepit-looking, sort of wacky old man robot. As we robot. know from later episodes. Yeah. And he's like... Oh, I've, I've got this perfect invention for you. Um, and he, he reveals the the disassembler, which is a really shitty looking remote that looks like he built it out of shitty fat well, on the floor. What's interesting, he doesn't seem to recognize Jenny. 
<laughs> right. No, so he's, he's like, I'm gonna take over the world with my 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 new invention, and they're like, yeah. What is it? He's like, it's a disassembler, and they're like, yeah. What does it do? And he's like, well. If you were a robot, you'd be really scared. And Jenny's like, okay, let's pretend I'm a robot. Wow me. He perhaps isn't all there. Um, so he presses the button, and at first nothing happens. And Jenny's like, ah, gee, that's... What a bummer. It's a darn shame. Uh, but then she explodes. Her, like... First, her, her like, belly button bolt begins unscrewing itself, and then all of her body, body parts just fly into yeah, the air. Yeah, it's a load-bearing belly button, as we learn in this episode. It is. Uh, they all, everyone jumps to grab her head to make sure that doesn't fly away. She, but everything else is Yeah, and she's a great line, um, as she, she, like, throws her head at a Krakus, and, uh, but is ineffectual, and she ha- says, I gotta get myself together. Yep. Um, and Crack is like, ah, finally, I have defeated the Guardian of Earth. I will now simply call the Cluster Command and let them know that Earth is currently entirely undefended. He gets at his calm thing and it uh, crumbles in his hand, or his claw. He's like, oh. So he's got to do that. Well, actually, first the battery falls out and then it explodes. Yeah, he he's like, didn't I just change the battery and then it explodes in his face? Yeah. So now it's a it's a, it's a race to to you know around the world to collect all of all of Jenny's parts. Uh, they find her hands, um, and and sort of give them to her as ears slash feet. Uh, Sheldon has a terrible line here where he says, uh-huh. uh, "It's been a pleasure holding your hand." <laughs> Thanks, Sheldon. You know, has there ever been any character named Sheldon who has been like? Well, no, I mean, as we've established, the, this Sheldon very clearly glows up to be Big, ba- Big Bang Theory. Sheldon. That's true. I, I, I forgot about our running yeah. bit from earlier in the podcast that yeah. we do every week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they um they go to Switzerland. Switzerland first. They go um, all around the world. This is like the most nonsensical yeah. shit I've ever seen. Yeah, so they oh, well, first they have to like, they break into Jenny's house to steal dr wigman's jet she has like a mini jet and they fly around in the mini jet to like collect all of her stuff um they do like a three children in a trench coat thing to make it look like jenny hasn't exploded because they don't want to they she doesn't want to tell her mom that she got got by krakus because it would just be very embarrassing and she doesn't want to get the i told you so speech um so they put they 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 it's actually three kids in a poncho and a sombrero, yes. I guess, because so I, this is actually very good. So like they they walk in, and Jenny is like, "All right, time to go move my mom's purse to get my salsa, which is which is what I forgot and why right, I'm here again, mom. Which is what I forgot and why I'm here, and it's over to the right and behind the and Tuck just like forget this, and he just walks out and like throws it out the window to Brad. <laughs> Pretty good. So. To they, they go to Switzerland. He's in, he's in with Brad. Right, Sheldon is the one who is outside the the window. Um, they get in the jet. They fly to Switzerland and 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 are being force fed cookies by a by a like a, a Swiss lady who is using Jenny's neck as a cookie cutter. Yeah, which is the reason Somewhat why gruesome. her cookies are as good as they are. This doesn't make any sense, but okay. No, it doesn't. Per- the, the the cookie the, the neck seems too small. To be a good cookie cutter. 
like I think you want a more surface area to do a cookie cutter. Um, but it is interesting, you know. It's a fun setup, going all around the world collecting robot bits. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um... <sighs> Sorry, I, I had another, another headache again. I wish may take an Advil or something. Um, yeah. Where do they go next? Morocco, I guess. Uh, the only one I really cared about was the Galapagos Islands, which was just hilarious. Yes, I love this. Yeah, so yeah, they they, they go around the world. Yeah, you know, they go to a bazaar. They go to a, they go to Dracula's castle. Um, but yeah, the best one is the Galapagos, where they, you know, they got you know the the classic blue footed boobies, which you know are, are flightless birds with a very funny name. Yeah. So, um, so Jenny's like, all right, I need to get, get the, the bit. There's a leg. And Sheldon, yeah, Sheldon's like, don't worry, Jenny, blue footed boobies can't fly. And she's like, okay. And she grabs a leg and they all fly after her. And she's like, what is going on? And then all of the iguanas raise their heads and they fly after her as well. And all of the sea seals, sorry, sea lions raise their heads and they fly after her as well. And she's like, what is going on here? And they make it back to the plane. And Sheldon's like, it's evolution gone mad. It's great, like just being chased by these. They they basically just t pose and fly this was after. A, this them. was it's the one moment amazing. I think watching all these episodes that I actually laughed out loud. Yeah, it's like, pretty good. Uh, quite raucously, like I, it wasn't just a little chuckle; it was a very full throated. Then they go to Dracula's castle. Weird rush, yeah, weird Dracula castle where they fight like a weird Russian. My man. favorite, my favorite um, part of this is, um, bro. I told you about the MC Escher stairs. I warned you, dog. Yes. Yep. So they 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 get everything back, and every so often they have been like flying over where Krakus is, and he is attempting to rebuild the communicator. Um, and he's like, "Oh, you just wait. I've almost done." So. They they have they all they need is the final bit, which is her belly button. Yeah, linchpin, so Tuck, uh, which... they have all the other pieces, and Tuck is singing the sorry uh, the uh, the shin bones connected to the thigh bone song, trying to like put her back together. And she's and he's like, why yeah. isn't anything clicking? And she's like, my load bearing buddy, belly button, I need it. And so they find it, 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 luckily the the load bearing belly button is right back at home. It fell into like a crane game. And Sheldon's like, ah, this one, I can do this one easy. Um, but just as he's about to grab it, oh, there's a rival crane game man and his do son. Do the claw machines sound like a de- delightful chaos? I'm kind of sad that this isn't a thing. Yeah. God. I think people would get murdered over that. Oh, for that. sure, for sure, for sure. Like, already, crane games inspire nothing but, like, boiling anger. If you introduced competition into an environment like that, someone's getting shanked. You grab that Snorlax before me, I am going to beat you to death on the floor of this main event. I'm going to beat you to death with my hooves. So, of course, Sheldon outskills the them and, and gets the belly button linchpin, but it's too late. Krakus has completed his phone. Um, I think they also dropped the linchpin somewhere. Might have been stolen by a bird, or I can't remember. Something happens to it, and they can't put her back together. And Cracks is now on the phone with Vexus, who once again is Chris Summer doing a pretty good Eartha Kitt impression. 
uh, I must say. And she's like, well, what the fuck is a Krakus? And he's like, oh, Earth is defenseless. Um, and she's like, okay, so you, you mean to tell me that uh, XJ9 is, is no longer functional? And Jenny, <laughs> this is insane. So Jenny sees a tree and is like, all right, guys, hang on, I have a plan. And, and Crack is like, yep, she's totally defeated. Uh, I disassembled her. Uh, so you can, you can come anytime you like. And, and you hear Jenny off screen going, yeah, anytime's good for me. I'm ready to go. And oh my God, she's back together. How is this possible? They have fucking scarecrowed her onto the tree to make it look like she is fine. And Vex is just like, Crack we, we need to talk. And teleports him out of there. Um, Poor dude. He's he is definitely getting thrown in like the fucking some kind of smelting. This is pit. ageism. It really is. Elder um, abuse. But yeah, then <laughs> just well, he needs to be somewhere nice where he can tinker on his own. Stop sending him on missions. He's clearly not built for it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, they save the day. Um, I think that might be where it ends. I don't remember if there's any other like my my last note is literally about bit. the claw machine. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, so then our final segment, I guess, is uh, dancing with my yeah, show. This is a fun one. This is great. So this this is the ra- I think this is the episode with the random danger indicator because. Jenny comes up to her mom very excitedly. Oh, you're right. Like, oh my god. Yeah, oh my god, I can't believe it. That my my school is having a Sadie Hawkins dance and then make Dr. Raymond's just like, what the fuck does that mean? And she's like, It's it's where the girls ask the boys to dance, and, and her mom goes, No, absolutely not, Jenny. You know that the random danger alert has been going all day. And she and Jenny's like well, okay, so what is the danger? And Dr. Raymond's like, didn't you hear me? It's the random danger alert. We don't know what's going to happen. And Jenny's like, you, can't, you there... can't stop me from living my life for something that we don't know is even going to happen. And Dr. Wakeman's like, all right, that's fair. No boys. And Jenny's like, it's a Sadie Hawkins dance that defeats the entire point. Yeah. Boys will simply distract you from the... You know, the, the sort of rigorous attention needed to monitor the random danger alarm. Um, and so she goes to school real mad. and was like sulking. Everyone's asking everybody out. And she's like, I'm not going to be able to ask a boy out to the dance. Yeah. And, obvi- and, and as she gets there, Sheldon is waiting for her with an entire um, LED setup. Neon light setup yeah. that says available. Says, yeah. <laughs> And before he gets a word out, she's like, don't even bother, Sheldon. My mom already told me no boys. Yeah. And he's like, ah, geez. But then he gets an idea. He's like, well, what about the Silver Shell? Who, I mean, we haven't gotten to his debut episode yet. But by now we know that that is his, like, superhero alter ego he uses to pose as a Chad. Um, Coffee wishes. He's like... you know, technically, the silver shell is a robot. He's not a boy. 
Um, so you could ask the Silver Sheldon to dance. And Jenny's like, that is a great idea, Sheldon. Goodbye. But Sheldon is, of course, ecstatic because he's finally getting to date the girl of his dreams. Yep. Bazinga. Bazinga. Um, so we see everyone getting ready. Jenny is downloading modern dance into her mainframe Matrix style. <laughs> Just like plugging herself into the yeah, system. Yeah, and it's getting a little and uh, downloading... once more with feeling not to reference another Joss Whedon show. Uh, which I know... Oh. Uh, we already talked about Dr. Horrible, but um, it is getting a little more once more feeling with her basically uh, continuing to dance at greater and greater speeds until she's about to combust. That is the only episode of Buffy I've ever seen. I mean, it is a good episode of Buffy. I'm not going to lie. It is good. Musical? More? You know, under no circumstances do you have to hand it to the man of, of Joss Whedon. Um, little shit bag. More musical episodes should make a return. I feel like they're a lost art. I think maybe... You know what? This is Glee's fault. (laughs) Glee made it cringe because it was a show entirely made of the worst musical episodes imaginable. Yeah, kind of. So... Kids bopped that to death, huh? They really did. It was like kids bop for fucking 30-year-old single women, which was really weird. I had an English teacher who had a fucking, in middle school, who had a had a bunch of Glee CDs she listened to in the car. God. What a bizarre cultural artifact If I'd been 30 back then, is. I probably would have too. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, we also see Sheldon getting the silver shell ready for his big... Well, actually, first, no. What he, I forgot the setup for. What he says is, oh, I heard the silver shell is gonna be at this restaurant. If you want to go and catch him. So she goes over there and she's like, all right, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to just go, so, dance, wanna? And then the silver shell shows up and immediately she goes like full info dump overexcited mode. She gets so hyped that she short circuits herself. Oh, wait, sorry, really quick before we continue this, there's one joke that we missed talking about that I really like. Um yeah. which is that uh when Jenny tells like when uh Sheldon tells Jenny about um Silver Shell and she like leaves, he like starts monologuing to himself a bit and being like, finally, I'll have the girl of my dreams. And a hall monitor comes up to him and says, no soliloquies in the hallway. I love this hall monitor. <laughs> what a great yeah, what a, what a great one episode character. Anyway, so yeah, she like immediately like loses her cool entirely. It's just like, it's a Sadie Hawkins dance and a girl's good ass, guys. And I was wondering if you wanted to get into Sadie Hawks with me. I mean, <clears throat> dance. You wanna? <laughs> And we cut inside the fucking silver shell armor to see, you know, Sheldon in danger vibrating through the ceiling. Um, but then he he t- he turns a dial to on the on the on the the console for them like hot to tepid to cool. Yeah. Uh, and the, the silver shell is so cool. So funny. Yeah, he's he he's so cool. And when he says sure. A, a puff of frost exits his mouth. That's how fucking cool he is right now. So yeah, they're going on a date. Well, this is okay, where no, we get the, the dancing thing. Is that like Shelly, so? Um, Jenny's like, okay, bye. And then yes. uh, Sheldon in Silver Shell goes skipping off. 
<laughs> and once he's in yes, the park skipping right. off because he's so happy that he has a date, the same hotter hall monitor shows up and goes, this is a no prancing zone. And he skips away anyway because, you know, what is a hall monitor going to do to a big robot? Um, but yeah, it's very good. Because I believe Jenny was also skipping through the halls at some point after hearing about the silver shell. Yeah, but that wasn't um, a no prancing zone. This is. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important to mark those on a map. So we get uh, Sheldon getting the shell ready for the big night, which is, say, like, shining his armor and all that, and you know, fixing a big bow tie to him. Jenny's wearing a pretty cute dress here. I always um, like seeing Jenny's alt colors. I mean, she's not wearing a dress. Yeah. She's just painted herself pink. Yeah. Well, she's also, like, she's done something. She's wearing some sort of different-looking top i don't know what, what what's going on there. i didn't look too closely she's also sort of affixed her pigtail ear things in like a bow shape which is pretty cute um and so they, they arrive at prom and sheldon realizes oh fuck i forgot the corsage so he sends the, the silver shell's arm kind of yeah snaking along past a a bush of beautiful wild roses and past a flower shop and eventually gets to a junkyard where he yanks the fucking hubcap off of a car and uh, sort of molds it into a rose shape. Very good. He's like, for you, my dear. Also, he he keeps calling her Jennifer, which is very weird. Milady. Milady. Um... And they get in there, and, you know, they're all getting ready to dance. But I, I love this, because right, right as they're about getting ready to dance, and also, you know, Sheldon nearly fucking blows the whole thing, because Jenny's like, I've never been on a date before, and he goes, me neither. And she's like, what? You haven't been on a date, but you're such a strong, silver, shiny Chad. And Sheldon's like, uh... Shit. I mean, to be fair, I would just uh, say, like, yeah, how many other robots do you see in this town? Well, Sheldon's not not that yeah. quick on his on his feet, unfortunately. He manages to recover, uh, but then his <laughs> random danger alarm starts going off. Bummer. Which, of course, he also has, and and he's like, "Oh no, a bunch of space biker frogs have shown up. Uh, what if I got I, I can't let them ruin the prom? I got to keep Jenny away from them, or else she go all superhero mode." Uh, so he like. Tells her, hey, why don't you go get some punch? And she's like, well, I don't know why we'd get punch. We're robots. We don't eat anything. Uh, and he's like, okay, go get some fucking motor oil or whatever from the garage. I just got, come on, go. And there's a very good bit where she's, she's sort of out in the hallway. And she's like, I thought it was the guy's job to get the drinks. But then she's like, wait a minute. It's a Sadie Hawkins dance. It's all topsy-turvy. That's right. She goes to get some motor oil. She's, um... I feel so bad for Jenny in this episode. Um, she's really willing to believe a lot that is offered to her. Like, the, yeah. the barest minimum excuses that are offered to her because she just wants to be a part of this so badly. So, can we talk about this lady's, like... Entire deal? What the... this... Yeah. The, everything about this gang is is simply captivating to me so first of all they're an intergalactic biker of gang fish people who have a fish people who make it their business to crash parties 
So they are going to crash this high school prom and do a bunch of mischief. The leader has... I There's a... There's a guy on a leash. I don't know. There's a guy on a leash. I don't know what's going on there. I... Uh, something is happening. But yeah, they're just they're just causing a whole bunch of havoc, and, and Sheldon walks up to them as the silver string goes, "Excuse, excuse me, Miss, I I would I would strongly recommend that you uh, vacate these premises right now." And she just fucking socks him in the jaw and sends him sliding on his back into the hallway. <laughs> and Jenny's like, "Oh hey, I got the motor oil." Um, there's a good bit when when they're drinking the motor oil. Sheldon is like doing the thing where he like pretends to drink it but pours it out instead because you know it's not a robot yeah it's uh, it's for some reason again like jenny's not paying attention she's looking into his eyes instead and doesn't see it which yeah. is again just sort of like sad she's she deserves better than this man's fake chad sona um so yeah i mean and, and then there's a, all, all sorts of sounds of havoc and screaming from within the the the, the auditorium and you know, she doesn't quite go good lord what is happening in there it's it's a it's a it's a more gentle oblivious version of that um but he's like oh um i gotta go make sure they're playing our songs so we can have our our big dance i'll be right back yeah so he goes back in uh, they're eating all the snacks. The, these bikers are eating all the snacks. You know, in terms of character design and behavior, these, like, fish ladies remind me a lot of the Kankers oh, from absolutely. Ed and Eddie. Oh, absolutely. I think that was, like, very obvious, like, influence. Like, yeah. Kankers from Ed, Ed and Eddie, um, the gang Green Gang from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, just, the early 2000s love, like, a gang of rough asshole idiots who just ruin everything yeah i do like that it's uh and women <laughs> all women yeah oh yeah um so sheldon continues to try to fight them he points a rocket at one of them but once again they just knock him back um and and jenny jenny has oh, poor jenny she's like okay well if i'm gonna be stuck out here uh while i wait for him to do whatever maybe i'll make it yeah, more romantic and he slides back in and she asks, hey, why do you keep sliding in here on your back? Um, he's like, it's the newest dance craze. Starts doing, he really does yeah. the worm in the Yeah, exactly. He just like, this, uh, is, like, this is it. And then she starts doing it too. And she's like, yeah, this is kind of fun. And as she's doing it, the uh, gang pulls Sheldon back into the main room. Yeah. And she's like. And she she doesn't see that. She just sees the doors closed, and she's like, "I've heard of playing hard to get, but hard to hold on to." She's getting more and more frustrated with this. Um, so he kind of, you know, finally decides, "All right, it's time to clean. It's time to clean house here. I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with these this these rowdy bunch finally." And they uh, he, he he does it in pretty short order, but then. Jenny storms in, is like, "All right, Mister, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? You have been deal, avoiding me dude? all night." Yeah, what does it have? And then she notices, "Why? Where did everyone go? And why is the auditorium kind of in shambles here?" And uh, Sheldon's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" He's fucking in the abba sweating in there. But then, 
he he has a he has a a, a a sort of stroke of brilliance he he grabs a record and he launches it onto the the record player and he's like well I figured for our big dance, we should have the floor all to ourself. Hate this guy. Smooth moves. What a fucking shithead. Um, so, they dance. But I think eventually, like... Somehow she gets fed up with him again. I don't forget what happened. Oh, he I think throws the, her into the, a disco uh, ball. That's right, because the, 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 the frogs or the fish come back. Um, and she, he, he eats her into a disco ball. It's like, oh, I can't let her see them. Um, but she comes back down exceedingly so, yeah, he, pissed. He like dances with her in a way that like gets her away from all of them as like they're attacking him, and he like takes them all out. And then at the very end, he like throws her up, and her head gets stuck in the disco ball. Yeah, and this pisses her the fuck so off. Mad. I don't blame her. Um, he's like, all right. Yeah, she's like, all right, listen, mister, I could, I can excuse, uh, well, actually, no, she doesn't say that, she's like, I was stuck on the hall all night, I didn't get to do anything, you blew me off the whole time, and now you threw my head into a disco ball, you know what, forget you, I'm fucking done with you. And, and she's like, I'd and, literally rather date anyone else in the world than you. And Sheldon's like, <laughs> for, like Sheldon's like, oh, fuck, I, I fucked up, and then she says that, and he's like, Anyone? And she's like, yeah, literally anyone. And he, he's like, well, what about Sheldon? And she's like, yeah, Sheldon looks like Casanova compared to you. You suck. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and not really understanding uh, that she is damning him with faint praise. He's like, wow, she said she'd date me. And sort of skips off. She also, like threatens the fish gang into leaving because he's just real oh, yes. mad. Yeah, they're like, I'm just, we're just gonna go. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with you. You seem, you seem like you're having a bad night. Um, she should, I, uh, my alternate ending is that she just goes out and hangs out with them instead. Blows off some steam, has some fun. Actually has a fun night instead of being stuck in the hallway. So yeah, Sheldon continues to be deluded. Um, Bazinga. Bazinga! Yeah, so that ends Prime My Life as a podcast robot. What? What? Sorry, I, I, just, I forgot the name of the show briefly. Um, anyway, we've been uh, My Life as a Podcast Robot. Um, we will be back next week with another two or four episodes depending on how you count them and uh until then uh so long fellow teens uh yeah yeah i I need to go get some fresh air so long fellow teens bye five o'clock get a call to go play it in at the skate park down by the mall